Hello everyone and welcome back to Non-Secretor Nerds. Tonight, we're going to need you to put the kids to bed a little early because we're talking games that are not meant for kids. As always though, I'm Tim, joined by Ian. How's it going, buddy? Hey there, buddy. It's uh, going pretty well. Uh, things are moving along at a clip. Uh, we are very quickly approaching summertime here in the Midwest, yes. uh, which means that it is humid as hell and everyone is oh in God. perpetual swamp ass. Like, you can tell when you hit the Midwest because everybody says... You know, if it wasn't for this humidity, it wouldn't be too bad. When you hear people say that, you are officially in the Midwest. You you know you have reached the point of no return. Right. Uh, that said, I do have a, uh, a co-worker that lives in Arizona, and uh, he is um, very, very much uh, tired of the old idiom. Well, it's a dry heat, at least. Right. It, it, he, according to him, it doesn't matter. When it's 120 degrees outside, you still want to die. Yeah, I imagine. That's kind of unbearable for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, uh, so uh, we are on to uh, a new week and a new topic. And as Tim mentioned, we're talking games that are not meant for kids. Now, this doesn't yeah. necessarily mean not safe for work games. We're not talking about... I mean, although know, many of them fall under that category. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I mean, it's well. I mean, if you're gaming at work, then more power to you. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I wish I could. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I mean, again, you, you have a better chance of it than I do, Mister Work from Home. True. Um, <laughs> you know, I I have been known to like sit there and just like read manga during my lunch break. So nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, but yes, anyway, we're talking games that are not uh, necessarily safe for children, uh, probably not safe for work, but not necessarily, you know, a rogy adult yep. porn games. Uh, the kind of games you have to get on the internet that you can't find in a store. These are games that are readily available at, well, some of them are digital releases, but these are readily available on various retail fronts. Correct. Where you can find other non-adult games. So. Mm-hmm. But I guess so, I, I was going to say, yeah, I, go I, I'll, I'll start it off tonight. You, you usually do. Um, the first one is, is kind of a gimme, given the source material. Um, the South Park games, uh, specifically the, the Stick of Truth, which is oddly a really well-done RPG game set in the world of South Park. But since it is a game, instead of being a broadcast thing, they can get away with a lot more on the game than they can the broadcast version of South Park. Um I mean, South Park, I mean, needs needs no further explanation, really. It is very raunchy. It is very politically charged. Um, it is very topical. And this game nails all those things. The, the basic premise of it is you get to play as a your own character. The new kid moves into town. And they, if I remember right, they actually did, uh, like, a couple episodes based on, like, either lead-ins to the Stick of, Tr Stick of Truth or its sequel, the Fractured Butt... Hole, that's two words. Uh, Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole. Um, I just realized if you put those two together. Um, but anyway, um, you play as the new kid who moves into town, and the kids are playing like a, a fantasy game. And it turns into like the whole, like Alice South Park, the whole town gets involved in the shenanigans. And it turns into a this long winded, like stereotypical RPG quest with South Park flavoring. Um, I, did you ever get a chance to play him, Ian? I never did myself. So, um, really, like, the last South Park game that I played, and there's not very many, was the yeah. N64 one where you got to oh. throw, you know, 
piss laden snowballs at your yep. friends. Um, I, re- I remember that one. I, th- I think we we played that together a couple times. I think. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really. Um, I I would. I didn't play uh, Stick of Truth. I, I've heard very good things about it. I've seen people play it. Yeah, it, it is um, it just... is surprisingly very solidly put together. I mean, even playing, even taking the South Park humor out of it, it is a very well put together RPG game. Um, I mean, there's various classes. All of them have different abilities. There's different equipment you can get, different weapons, uh, different like right. spells. Even I mean, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty good. I mean. But definitely, as with South Park, definitely not kid-friendly. And I think this, this is probably one of the more tame ones on my list. Yeah. Sadly, when yeah. I say that South Park is the tame one. <laughs> well, you know. Um, but yes, it's um, definitely one of those uh, that's, you know, it, it's, it belongs on the list. Uh, don't let your kids near it unless you let them watch South Park. But in which case, you know, then consequences are on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> be, so... be an observant parent. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway. All right. Well, we'll uh, take one from uh, my list. Um, this one's kind of an older classic, which has quite a lot of entries under its name. Uh, but I figured I'd throw it out there anyway. Uh, I haven't heard of a new game in this franchise for quite a while, but right. uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Yes. I, like I, I... <laughs> my sister, you know her. Yes. One of her first experiences with PC gaming was the original Leisure Suit Larry. Um, she worked years ago. One of her first jobs was at a obviously now defunct local video rental store, and the the owner there, who uh, I'm pretty sure this guy made some kind of pact with an eldritch demon because he was old, like when I was little. He's still alive. And is still, like, working on computers and still, like, up-to-date on, like, what's happening in tech. I, I, he, he made a pact with Eldritch Horror. That's the only thing I can come up with. But he's like, yeah, you know, you, you can, you know, on your break, if you want, you can play a game on here. I got a couple on there. And it was all Leisure Suit Larry games. <laughs> and Duke, nu- and the original Duke Nukem. Um, yeah, those games are definitely, definitely not for kids. Um, and my sister was, like, a like 16 when she played the them so i think that and kind of it says was a, lot a about pivotal moment within her psychological yes. development yes it was yes it was um the 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 basic premise of all the leisure suit larry games is you are larry a self-proclaimed the self-proclaimed ultimate ladies man and all of his sexy shenanigans um yes. i will say that the newer ones in the series that they released like for for xbox are tame by comparison and if you have played, uh, well, what was the first one? Uh, Magna Cum Laude, which is you're playing yes. as Larry's nephew going to college. And I, like, I, I actually played a good bit of it. I thought the game was hilarious. Um, if you've played that, that is tame compared to the originals. I mean, that's saying something because right. that game has a, a uh, song and dance number about uh, somebody. This is this goes without saying this is not a safe for kids episode. But there's a whole song and dance number set to one of the songs from Greece, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, about somebody's dildo and having sex with a lesbian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, it's a mini game. Right. And the other fun thing about Leisure Suit Larry was that Larry always looked like the underside of a work boot. He yeah. was not an attractive human being at all, yet he was still, you know, the penultimate ladies' man. Yeah. And could, you know could bed everyone 
and no, he could he have did. gotten he could have gotten Mother Teresa to take off her. Clothes. I mean, yeah, he could have. He he really could have. So like just um, like obscenely smooth in his complete and total awkwardness is is like yeah yeah. Um, but in the game, you know, involves what you think it would when it's a game about a dude trying to bed whoever. You know, there's sex, there's drugs, there's you know drinking, there's the whole nine yards. Um. But like the the original games, if I remember right, were were point and click games, a la like so. like the Monkey Island games almost. Yeah. Um, the newer one, the newer I ones were more like free, free roam. What's that? Yeah. Wasn't who was the original developer? Wasn't oh Sierra Entertainment. <laughs> yes. Okay. They're not even around anymore. Not that I'm aware of. Um. They got bought by somebody who got bought by somebody, if I remember right. It's been a while, but yeah, I mean, Sierra used—they used to be one of the bigger names, uh, particularly in the PC uh, uh, area. Yeah, so Sierra was originally called Online Systems, formed in 1979. Oh, wow, so they, they and then they rebranded to Sierra Online from 1982 to 2002. So they were around still in in, in 2002. Wow, I thought they I thought yeah. they went defunct way before that. Uh, I mean, I say under, that that was 20 years uh, ago now. Oh my god. Yeah, they um, they sold out, or they were purchased by CUC International. Not sure who that is in the nineties. Hang on, and so then the guys they... that made Leisure Suit Larry were bought by Cuck International. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. And the then irony they were is not purchased... lost. Yeah. Then they were purchased by Vivendi. Uh, and yeah, then that's Vivendi... right. Then Vivendi was um, Activision went... bought them. Yes. Okay. Well, they they basically kind of like went under, and then I think their ty- their catalog was was purchased by Activision okay. and revived. A lot of their their IP was revived. Um, but uh, I mean, Sierra, yeah. if I remember right, um, didn't they make the uh, Wing Commander series? That sounds familiar. That, that I think sounds so. right. I mean, I know that like Sierra, they they were a well known name back in the day. Um, but yeah, Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry, it's, it's an interesting game. Um, again, not safe for kids. That, that one definitely falls into the not safe for work category. Yeah, I would say so. So yeah. let's see. Uh, oh, they did Frogger. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that is, if you even have a passing familiarity with gaming, you know who Frogger is. The, the frog. Correct. That gets run over by cars. Yes. <laughs> uh, King's Quest. Oh, okay. Um, let's see what else do they got. Uh, hmm. Space Quest Six. Not one I'm familiar with. Nah, not one I'm familiar with either. Uh, let's see. I mean, well, they, we don't have to. Did they do Space Quest One through Five? I don't know. Or is the or game is the just realm? called Space Quest Six? It's called Space Quest Six. Uh, Robert E. Lee, Civil War General. Oh my gosh! Apparently, the apparently the franchise is just called Space Quest Six because they have other title, other games underneath that. But but yes, then okay, you know, Leisure Shoot Larry, Urban Runner, uh, Lords of Magic, um, Eat My Dust. That's a that's a new one. Uh, Cyberstorm Two. Um. A classic. Half-Life. What the... uh, they they worked on Half Life with Valve. Okay, okay. I'd forgotten about that. Uh, it was kind of a yeah. 
Uh, PGA Championship Golf 1999 edition. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> uh, they worked on Homeworld, if you remember that game. Well, it sounds familiar. If I remember correctly, it was kind of like a... It was almost like a StarCraft slash uh, Command and Conquer type knockoff. Like, oh, okay. you know, well, RTS. There were a lot of those. There were a lot of those yeah. back in the day. Yeah, uh, let's see, Zeus, Master of Olympus, so... Yeah, you I just, mean, they, you anyway, just go around humping everything? That's kind of what I was thinking. It was it, it was an it was a, an offshoot of, uh, of Leisure Suit Larry. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, you know, they that game has been around for a while. Uh, it was, uh, you know, an interesting, uh, interesting game. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah... Yeah. Oh, they worked on uh, Crash uh, Tag Team Racing. Oh, okay. Uh, published under Radical Entertainment, but still had uh, Sierra. That was one of Sierra's uh, Sierra's brands. Uh, there we so. go, then. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got? Well, uh, next up on my list is a game that I think needs no introduction. Anything in the Grand Theft Auto series. And, like, I I'm trying not to make this, this whole video into... Years of pent-up GameStop frustration of going, okay, do you know what you do in this game? Yeah, they play it all the time. Oh, they they, they, they see that on TV all the time. Oh, they see worse than the bus. You, Does your child's bus have prostitutes? Because I apparently didn't go to the same school that they did. Um, well, you have to remember where I also grew up, right? You know, that my neighbors weren't exactly the best people. Well, um, across the road, you mean? Yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I think I know some of the people you're talking about. Not personally. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, okay, Grand Theft Auto. Um, no, he knew them professionally. It was, it was purely business, Ian. It was a business <laughs> transaction. Services rendered. Um, <laughs> but, okay, Grand Theft Auto. I, I Again, this is one that even people that don't play games know of Grand Theft Auto, mainly because of a lot of the media attention that it always gets when a new new titled uh, sequel comes out. I mean, it's, it's the game is... Larceny, auto theft, murder, prostitution, drug dealing, gun running—I mean, you name a crime, and it's in there. Um, it it is a crime simulator. Adult crimes. Yeah. Yes. There, there are. Yes. There are crimes that they don't. Go yes. Into. Yes. Um. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, there are some some of the rather unsavory crimes. We'll keep it at that. They they don't yes. they don't touch on. Um, yes. Poor choice of words. Hate you so much, but uh, it is Grand Theft Auto is at its core a crime simulator. Um, you play typically as a preset character following along the story. Although the newest uh, game in the series, Grand Theft Auto V, did introduce a online multiplayer, which is still very successful for them, and they're still releasing a lot of new content for it, even years after its release. Um, Grand Theft Auto V's basically gotten the Skyrim treatment from Rockstar, yes. like. Well, they they haven't created a new Grand Theft Auto game in probably ten years. It's uh, and they just just keep... shy of there. Twenty thirteen is when it came out. Yeah, I mean, and they just keep like re-releasing it for new platforms. Yep. Although I, um, I will it's a say shame the... that they can't. It's a shame that they're. Uh, it's probably good that they haven't tried to remaster it because the yeah. last remaster failed miserably. Yeah. Although I, I will say that the the PS five Series X version of the game looks pretty, very very pretty. Um. But yeah, the, the online multiplayer in Grand Theft Auto V was a first, because you get, got to create your own character and effectively have a roleplay 
crime simulator. You got to do whatever you wanted, like any of the stuff that was available uh, at various points throughout the story, you could do in the multiplayer, or you could just run around shooting people, or there are people who, surprisingly, play the game as pacifists. They just go around, experience the city, drive following traffic laws, and just live as a, effectively, as one of the random NPCs in the world. Um, which which is, is interesting. There's people that, that do, like, I will occasionally, when I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, just start following traffic laws, like stopping at red lights, not speeding, just, just for giggles while I'm goofing around. But there's people that that's their entire online character, is they just go around doing stuff like that. Um, but then, then, I mean, there's others that form, like, crime families, do, you know, all kinds of different, different uh, various uh, less than legal activities. Um but yeah, it's, it's it's unique. This one is particularly unique in the sense that also in the single player, there are three main characters who all have their, their, their stories intertwined quite a bit, but they all have their own separate like things that are going on, which again was another first for the series. But uh, the game, even when it came out in its original release, was a visually a very, very impressive uh, upgrade versus uh, San Andreas, which is one before that. Um, and that's even going from like PS2 era to like PS3, Xbox 360. Well, era. San Andreas. I mean, there was GTA 4. You, you were forgetting. Yeah, I think a lot of people forgot about GTA 4. <laughs> I mean, it was a big jump in as far oh, yeah. as like the series capability. You know, just the overall uh, scope of it, for sure. Yeah, the overall scope of it. Uh, you know, it, it definitely. I mean, if I remember correctly, you know, the GTA 3, GTA. Um, San Andreas, GTA, what was the the one, the in-between one that was set in the 80s? Um, uh, Vice City. Which, Vice which City. I mean, I those like. were all, those were all, like, past-gen console versions. I think they were all, like, 360, uh, you know, uh, P- Xbox like 360, PS2, PS3, yeah. PS2, PS2, um, generation games. So those really didn't get any kind of... I mean, they were all very limited by the, the hardware from 20 years ago. So when they went to GTA 4, which was considered, you know, that next-gen console, um, you know, it's it's hard to, uh, you know, it was a big uplift, but then oh, obviously sure. they've been, but anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, not to dwell too long on, on those uh, series. I wanted it's, to... Again, uh, it is a very well-known one that, I mean, it's... Again, there were so many times when I was still working at GameStop that, you know, we would tell parents, okay, this game's ready to mature for this, 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 and this. And a lot, like, it was funny because, like, just as many parents going, oh, yeah, 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 it's fine. Um, but then I would get a, a lesser number of parents that would stop, stare at me, slowly arc their head down to their kid, and the kid would just be sitting there, oh, God, oh, God. Like, you were going to let me buy that. You are grounded. And then they would just walk out. <laughs> well, guess who's getting the Barbie game for Christmas? Yep. Yep. But uh, anyway, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and toss one out there, um, hey. which is one that uh, you and I actually played uh, played a bit of together when oh. they when they did the re-release. Okay. Um, one that uh, certainly looks very innocent uh, mm-hmm. within the spirit of... of uh, the the larger development and universe that it existed in. Okay. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Oh my god, I love that game. <laughs> I love that game. Conquer's Bad Fur Day, developed by Rare, uh, the studio based out of the United Kingdom. Uh, they were very famous uh, back in the early, back in the nineties for doing a lot of 
uh, Nintendo games. They yes. created the Donkey Kong Country franchise, uh, Donkey Kong Country Racing. Uh, you know, they had, um, you know, a, a Jet Force Pantheon. Gemini. Jet Force Gemini, yeah. Yep. You know, they were a powerhouse of Nintendo games back in the 90s. You know, the Banjo-Kazooie. Were... I mean, yep. they have their own, they have, like, the Rare Replay Collection. Go and pl- go and play that on your. Uh, I know it's on Xbox. I don't know if it's on PC or anything, but go check. I think that it's out. only. Uh, it might be on PC, but yeah, yeah. it's yeah, got check a, it out. a um, lot. Like every Pass every too, game so. on there is phenomenal. Every single one. Yeah, yeah. Jet Force Gemini was one of those games that I played, and it frustrated me when I was a kid because the control scheme was really goofy. Yeah, but it was a good game um, though. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really good game for but, sure. Anyway. Uh, Conker's bad for a day. So, uh, you play as the the titular character of Conker, the squirrel. Um, from Diddy Kong the, Racing. From Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, in, uh, you know, sharing this universe. Uh, and you come to find out that Conker is an ass. <laughs> yes. A drunken, belligerent ass. Yes. Uh, and is full, the game is fully voice acted. Yeah. Um, Which was it, rare it, for know, an N64 game. Right. Um, you know, cinematic cutscenes. But yeah, you play the part of a drunken squirrel um, making his way through the world trying to rescue his girlfriend. Yep. Uh, and everything is just overly sexualized in a very cartoony way. The sunflower. Uh, this, I was just thinking, you know, yeah. you, you work to seduce a sunflower so that a horny bee can mate with it. Yes. Um... There is the Great Mighty Pooh boss. Which is you the greatest boss in all of video game history. You literally fight a singing pile of crap. Uh, <laughs> and you defeat him by throwing toilet paper in his mouth. Yep. Uh, and then there is the um, the stove boss. Uh, that, uh, if, you, if you remember, uh, Timothy has brass balls. And you defeat him by uh, smashing his balls between bricks. So, um, this is obviously not a kid's game. But it was so acerbic and so fun and so weird. And the re-release added a multiplayer. Yeah, which which was kind, that, of, kind of a surprise for a lot of people that they, they added a multiplayer to this game. But it's, it's a la Call of Duty. Well, yeah. more akin to Battlefield. Back in yeah, those days. Yeah. Yeah. More akin to Battlefield. Like it, it was a, you know, a war, you know, you got to, you picked a class and it gave you certain weapons and then you, you went out and, and fought. It was the squirrels versus the teddies. I believe they were like animatronic teddy bears or something. Uh, right. So yeah, it was just, yeah, that, and it was, it was so many people like, like they made it a point on the box that game to like overly highlight the mature rating on it. Yeah. Which was like now in in the era of Switch, we see a lot more, you know, I don't want to say adult themed, but more mature rated games on the Switch than you have on any other Nintendo console. Back in the N sixty four, there were maybe a small handful of well, of mature rated games. And Conquer was one that it really I mean, it pushed the envelope on what you could put in a game without getting that dreaded adult-only rating, which means you do not get a physical retail release back in those right. days. Um, but, like, I remember when that when that game came out, I was at my very first job uh, at KB Toys. I was hired specifically to be, like, their, their video game ambassador because everybody else that worked there were all, like, 30-plus-year-olds who had no interest in gaming and knew nothing about it. 
Well, I had been going there for years to get my games, and when I turned 16, they're like, hey, you know, want a job? But, like, when that came out, like, I remember we had to have a training course about what a mature-rated game is and what the policies are for selling mature-rated games. And, like, we had to, like, keep that game behind the counter. It was not in the general, at least at my store, anyway. I don't know if this was true at every KB. Um, it wasn't in, like, the general display section. We kept it behind the counter, and there was a big, like, posted warning thing that says, please note, uh, despite the cartoony nature of this game, it is absolutely not for kids. It contains the following. It's like, you know, blood, gore, violence, sexual content, uh, swearing, you know, uh, like, like, I mean, it was like a huge list, and, like, we were all properly instructed on what to tell people about this game, and it still sold phenomenally well, uh, at least at our store. I mean, we never got a whole lot of games there, like, as far as quantity of individual titles. But it sold pretty well. I remember. I mean, like, if you even go yeah. back and look at, you know, it, it released in back in 2001. So the game's over 20 years old at this point. But, I mean, it's got a, it still boasts a 92 Metacritic score. I believe it. I mean, like, so, despite all its, its goofy, like, overtly adult tones, it was a solid platformer. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it... Yeah, it, it was it was a fantastic game. It was so much fun and so oh, yeah. acerbic and weird and you know, like Tim said, it it definitely pushed the boundaries uh, of yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, and uh, you know what to, to to finish this off, you know the the lore behind it as well is that it was canonically in the same universe as things like Diddy Kong Racing and mm -hmm. Donkey Kong Country. Yep, it's just that. Conquer had to participate in Diddy Kong Racing as part of his like, as part of his uh, like parole or community service. It was, yeah, something like that. Yep. So yeah, they they canonically said that he had to be good for those as part of his as part of a a lawsuit. So there you go. Alrighty, well, uh, what do you got, Tim? Well, one that is not as mainstream as some of the others we've talked about, but one that. I have actually played because I watched a streamer play it, but they had to heavily censor it on their stream. Um, this one goes from the realm of games that are available but not safe for kids into the realm of it does still have a retail release, but, <laughs> and I've heard it called two different things, Honey Pop or Hoonie Pop. I've heard it called both. I, I personally think it's Honey Pop. Honey Pop is, at its core, a, a you know, match the color and shape puzzle game. Simple enough. I've always enjoyed those. So they're they're just simple time wasters. Honey Pop adds in. You you know you're familiar with the game. I can tell from the look on your face. Honey Pop adds in a let's call it dating sim to it. Um, you can get the game on Steam. There is a fully uncensored version that you can patch into it. Um, <laughs> the long and short of it, match puzzle get nookie. Um, I mean that's that's pretty much the game but it's it's done in a i want to say like like national lampoon style of comedy to it like it's very if porky's was an anime <laughs> i mean that's that's it's that kind of humor um yeah it's it's <laughs> it, it has at least one sequel to it um i actually watched um markiplier play it because somebody had, like, had suggested it to him, and he's like, okay, you know, this is outrageous enough, I'm going to try it. He had to censor the video of it, he had to, and, like, and he was even playing, like, the stock censored version. He still right. had to, uh, he still had to censor that, because even the stock censored version, 
Like if if you uh. and I were to stream that, we we would get banned like within thirty seconds. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's like I I will say this: the the artist the art in it is actually pretty good art. Um, the character designs like they're all like obscenely varied. Um, but at its core, it is a max three or more puzzle game. Something that you wouldn't okay. expect to get out of a definitely more adult uh associated game. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, I had I, to throw I, at least one of those on this list. Well, we we did we did cross the realm into a rogi uh, yep. game, so that means you have no. to have one now. I no, I, I have never purchased one of those, nor do I plan on it. You're right, I am not. You hear that? that. He's never purchased one. Notice the distinction there. One. I'm not that lonely for crying out loud, man. Give me a little bit of credit here. Moving on. All right. Uh, so I think uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up with one more. All right. Um, but I'm going to take one. You know, I have a I have a, a list here, but I'm going to take one that's um, been around for quite a while. Uh, and also um, one that's definitely much more mainstream, but people probably wouldn't necessarily think about right away when okay. you talk about games that are not safe for, for kids. All right. Um. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You know, I, I would agree with that one. Like, when, yeah, I, when so, I think games that I wouldn't let my kids play, that's not one of the first ones that pops up. Yeah, but as we think about games that are probably not safe for kids around, you know, our children's age, um, you know, Mortal Kombat is one that would inevitably come up after a little bit of Google searching. Yeah. Um, it is a fighting game for those of you don't, that don't know. It's a your very standard, well put together fighting game. Very well put together fighting game. It's been around since the '90s, um, and kind of pushed the boundaries when it first came out too. Yeah, you know, it was one of the uh, the original release. I believe was on both the uh, Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. That's it. The Genesis um, version was superior. Correct. Be part of that being because Nintendo wouldn't allow uh, the use of gore um on their platform so when people were getting punched they just had what they claimed was spit yep. um or sweat fly off of them whereas in the genesis version it was definitely red and very much blood yep. uh, very much so blood um but you know they popularized the the concept of things like fatalities you know being able to literally rip apart your opponent at the end of the, brutally, the, end of the match brutally rip brutally apart. Um, you know, they brought in things like animalities, babalities, friendshipalities. Friendships, yep. <laughs> um, which was something that was popular that, you know, a lot of other games started adopting, uh, you know, King of Fighters, uh, Killer Instinct. Yep. Um, all of those those fighting games, you know, really started going for the more hardcore uh, fighting style. And then, of course, as the games have progressed on and on, um, you know, with better graphics, the they have gotten much more brutal and visceral. Yes. <laughs> and the women have less clothes, more clothes as time goes on. It, it, it kind of depends. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they got really kind of lambasted at one point for, I think, maybe eight, eight or nine in the series. Yeah. They like the women, the, the female in the, the franchise, females in the franchise were very scantily clad and yeah. they... They kind of got, they kind of took it on the chin there. For everything else that Mortal Kombat um, right. has pushed, uh, it was it was too much skin that that really kind of shoved it over the edge. So yeah. the the later series have, um, while their char female characters are generally still sexy, they are 
um, much more clothed. Yeah. Um, in later versions, but yeah, I mean, a, more, a whole more appropriate for a fighting tournament. <laughs> right for a fighting tournament, even though again they're still brutally and mercilessly ripping people apart. Yeah. In various fun and interesting ways. Yeah. Um, you know, has spawned several uh, movies franchises at this point. Uh, the originals from back in the nineties when we were young. Um, the new version, which came out, which Tim and I did a review on, um, back in season one, um, go check it out if you haven't, um, you know, actually a very enjoyable movie. And then they've also had a TV series, like a cartoon series. They, and they have confirmed, uh, I was actually reading this uh, earlier, uh, Johnny Cage is going to be in the sequel. Sweet. There are several actors I already hope get cast. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the one of the one of the obvious ones that comes to the top of my mind when people say Johnny Cage and his personality and everything is Ryan Reynolds. But in reality, I don't want him to play that part. Yeah, I like Ryan, but I don't think he is the right fit for Johnny. I, I would either like the the two that come to mind for me is the first one is uh, anybody that's a wrestling fan, The Miz. You know, former reality TV star, and you know he's a wrestler. So he is, you know, when, so that makes him an actor, too. Let's call it what it is, folks. So he's a trained fighter and a trained actor. He's been in several movies as well. So, I mean, like, and much like Johnny Cage, they've all been, like, B-movies. So, like, I think he would be a great fit. My second pick, and I, I think he, he is almost too old to play this intense of an action role at this point, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> but you can put him in anything at this point and I'll watch it. But no, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, adult-oriented games. We didn't even touch on some of them. Like I, I had on my list. Uh, let's see. I'll just go through some of them super quick here. Conan Exiles, a game where you can fight as you were born, but naked. Uh, let's see. There's there was also a House Party, a game about house parties and all that that entails. Um, one that I wanted to mention, but I didn't. Genital jousting. And that game needs no explanation. It is literally what you think it is. But, I mean, the long and short of it is, I mean, there are games out there. There are games that are family-friendly. There are games that are certainly not family-friendly. There's games that aren't even friendly to say that you've played to your friends, like Honey Pop. Um, But it just goes to show that there's games for everybody. Yeah, I would agree. That's my super Um, quick soapbox. (laughs) Yep, so... um... Really kind of the moral of the story, folks, is, you know, like Tim said, there's a lot of games out there. There's stuff for everybody, but there's definitely things that aren't kids friendly. So, yeah. you know, uh, the ESRB and, uh, you know, the, the various rating systems, uh, Peggy, if you're over in the UK. Sero, um, uh, if you're over in uh, Japan. Yes. Uh, you know, all of those rating systems exist for a reason. Um, and while we enjoy freedom and things like that, we're also parents. So we do understand yeah. that there's definitely some things that we don't want to expose our children to right away. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, shop and uh, and uh, present uh, re- responsibly, um, you know, enjoy uh, games, but, uh, you know, be keep smart. an eye on what it is. Yeah, be smart and kind of keep an eye on what it is that you're doing, with your, uh, what your kids are doing. Yeah. Um, so uh, that'll be kind of the end of my soapbox. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> anyway, uh, so I think that'll go ahead and do it for us. So we will wrap up uh, for today. And uh, thank you for joining us. As always, we appreciate you being here. Uh, Stay tuned uh, for new episodes uh, every Monday, uh, dropping at 8 a.m. Eastern time, I believe, is our scheduled time. Yes. Yes. Hasn't Uh, changed. (laughs) That's the one constant on the show is it always posts at the same time unless I forget to click submit. 
Correct. <laughs> uh, but as always, you can catch us uh, out on the interwebs as well. Uh, the podcast is hosted on Anchor.fm, which feeds out to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and several other podcasting sites. You can catch the recorded videos on YouTube.com slash nerds, and catch us on our social media, Facebook.com slash nerds, Twitter at nerd, assuming Elon Musk doesn't buy it, uh, yeah. and uh, Twitch.tv slash nerds. Um, I think that's all of them. I think so, so. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, we thank you again and uh, hope that you tune in next time. Uh... Okay. No. <laughs> I don't know. Did... Okay. Anyway, uh, apparently someone was doing Scatman on the uh, uh, <laughs> around. Um, moving on. Uh, so, yes, uh, we hope you all have a good night and we will catch you again next week. Uh, as always, for the Non Sequitur Nerds, I'm Ian. And I'm Tim. Night, everybody.